வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ எம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ Today's our guest is Chandar Mishra from Blue Ocean Capital LLC. Welcome Chandar. Hey Rama, how are you? I'm doing well Chandar. Thank you for having me as a guest. Sure. A little bit about Chandar. Chandar Mishra, MD, MBA is an MF real estate investor and a sponsor who has invested in over 3,000 units across the US worth over 200 million. Chandar is the founder and senior managing partner of Axel Equity Group. LLC and Blue Ocean Capital a real estate investment firm specializing in multifamily investments where he helps investors create wealth by generating double digit returns by investing in the apartments is an author speaker and has appeared as guest on multiple podcasts so with that chandar you want to add anything to your background no i think uh, you did a great job rama <laughs> <laughs> you captured everything <laughs> sure sure yeah thank you and would you share your thought process of getting into real estate multifamily space what is the reason it's just very interesting uh, because multifamily is something um, we have been kind of looking at i did a uh, different kinds of real estate so when i started investing uh, coming from india i had known mostly land investing and some so i initially got into some land and condo developments and then like everyone who did um probably real estate has done at some point of time some flipping so i got into that and then after that i ended up being getting into multifamily because of its ability to scale and be able to being able to do it a little bit uh, at a larger scale and in having a company rather than just as an individual investor got it yeah so would you share your investment philosophy chandar so the whole investment philosophy is look at what's working and if it's working and the model uh, in that particular environment uh, the reason i created blue ocean is uh, there's there's a lot of like people saying hey uh, we don't have the deal so the deals are too expensive is basically to find something unique about that deal which you can change or modify to get the best returns possible for the investors and if you can do that then you are basically very successful in that got it uh, and would you also share any of your breakthrough moments in multifamily space so few moments in multifamily space is uh, one is realizing that you can't do everything so when you want to grow uh, you have to trust other people to do certain things and and that means like whether you hire a va or you partner with somebody or uh, you partner with another company or a platform whatever it is for you so it's just realizing because as physicians as a doctor you're so used to doing everything and so much so that you want to make every decision and everything else but you just have to have trusting trusting partners so you can uh, rely on them to do a certain part of your business got it now your company reaching almost 200 millions under asset management and 3000 plus units so would you share any of your best practices that helped you to reach that much assets so yeah my company personally uh, you know we just started means that me as a sponsor we we have uh, gone through the, that many assets but the key about managing the assets is basically creating processes 
So if you create a process, you have a very clear communication of what you want, uh, then it becomes much easier to uh, scale. Got it. So everything you do, uh, just when you start small, everything you do is just document. And because you can document that and try to systematize it, so that helps you to do more in a less Got it. And would you elaborate on like what kind of systems and process you have implemented as part of that? So I mean, it means it's very simple, like whatever you do. So for example, yeah. like as an asset manager, you do certain things. So as an asset manager, you, you check financials, you check invoices, you, you get those reports on a weekly basis. So you get, you check leasing, you check, uh, you know, how, what people's feedback is, you're checking Google rating and you're checking all those different things. So these are like serial tasks. And so as you are doing that, you can create a uh, kind of like a template for all these tasks. So it becomes much easier for other people to know what you want to get uh, in each and where do you want to focus. So for example, now one of the, metrics, which I realized is the percent rent collection, because people would tell you like, um, okay, I, we collected this much and then budgeted is this much. And from the last month to this month, we have this much ahead, but that's not our goal. The goal is to increase the percentage of the rents we collect, because that's going to tell you a more true story. So once you start focusing on it, uh, then you can figure out how you can use it to make better choices. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So would you say a little bit about your acquisition process and what markets you're focusing on? So right now I'm just trying to keep my footprint very low and very strategically. If I'm going into other markets, I partner with people very strategically in the sense that uh, if they are working with someone and they are kind of like they have a boots on the ground or what do they really uh, bring in? Uh, to the table, which is very unique to that environment and doesn't require us for me to be there. And, and that's very important because when you when you look at that, that will help you to make those decisions. So if you have another sponsor who has the same uh, same uh, skill set as you and you go in and try to partner, then you might have to bring other people to fill in the gaps. So like if we for example, you are in North Carolina, I'm in Dallas, and we're looking at a property in in Orlando. So we just have to look at like who is the person who's going to give you the local market analysis, who is the person who is going to, you know, keep an eye on the PM company, who is going to go and walk the property, or walk the vacants, walk the make readies, so on and so forth. So you have to kind of figure all that out. Got it. So which markets you're focusing on? I'm focused primarily on Dallas and uh, Dallas Fort Worth because this market is very much so uh, very stable and very resilient. It's expensive, but uh, to me, because of the resilience, it's less dangerous to invest in. Uh, so it has a downside protection. Because of it. Got it. And what what is your acquisition process? So the acquisition process is very simple. You know, I usually get calls from the brokers and then I usually ask them the story. What's the story? You know, how few simple questions, like how long the owner has owned it, who's managing it, who is self-managed, 
uh, what's behind the property and why they're selling, do they own more properties uh, in this area or not? And based on that, uh, we make a decision and if all works out, we do a preliminary underwriting, go to the property, and then based on our other uh, partners in their feedback, we send an offer. And once the offer is in, uh, and go to the best and final, and uh, it's very competitive. So we see at the front end how much we can push. And if we can't push uh, further ahead, we back off. So we don't like to overpay uh, for the property. We like to see what's unique about it. So we don't run after every property. And if we hear from our partners, which are property management companies and other uh, people in the market, that there are some issues in the area which we cannot solve and resolve. We just move out of it. We just, you know, step back. Got it. Got it. And wh- what size of deals you're looking? So-, so 100 to 400 units usually uh, from anywhere from 10 million to 50, 60 million dollars. And and light are light renovations or deep deep renovations? It depends on the asset, you know, and it also depends upon how much bandwidth we have in that market. So if we have a bandwidth, if we are already uh, have something where we are doing a, a you know deeper value add, then we won't pick one up, another one till we finish that. In so if we have an uh, appropriate bandwidth, then we can go ahead and take Okay. It. And how about property management sites? So you have in-house or you're working with third-party property management? So we work with third-party partners. And uh, so right now we work with Topaz Asset Management and we recently uh, are working on a smaller property with Class A. Uh, and both seem to be working good. And uh, in Houston market, we work with Q10. And... Uh, in El Paso, there's Monterey. So it's it's kind of like each each market has their own specialty and their own property management partner. Got it. So so would you share any of your best multifamily investing experience so far? I think the best multifamily investing experience is when you see the property transform and and over a period of time, like you know, I my kids go with me whenever I go from one place to another and check out my properties. And I think the best experience happens when they say, oh, that just looks very different. Okay. Because they are the best third-party judge of how much and what we have done to those properties. And that's, okay. that's like uh, the biggest thing because the part is to make the environment and everything better so people feel, the community feels better. Okay. So what is any kind of you know, comments you received from your kids? Yeah, like they they will tell me that hey, this looks good, and I was uh, uh, both good and bad. They're pretty honest about it because we don't pay attention to it. They will go and look at even the painting on the like um, these electric boxes and what people have written on it. So they they give a really really useful feedback because uh, we went to see a property and they, we were driving back and they said, Dad, did you notice this? I said, No. He said, oh, there was some really foul language written on the electric box. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I, I just didn't pay attention to it. And and uh, so then we noticed a little bit further and, and we realized that the property had some issues related to safety and other stuff. So we walked away from that property. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
having more people look at something, and especially kids who are more curious and then a fixed mindset is very really useful. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. So would they share any kind of feedback on, you know, uh, any other stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, we have a property in Fort Worth and they have been there and they see the difference. We, you know, we drive there at night or most of my properties around us, we drive at night to check what's going on at night. And they talk about lighting, how good it looks, you know, people, how much communities are enjoying, like being there as part of the uh, apartment community. And, and that's kind of like, even noticing uh, that there are, kids playing outside that's kind of like very interesting okay got it so did you implement any of their ideas uh, any of your apartments yeah yeah uh, the kids basically yeah they tell me hey this this place is good for like uh, you know this is where we should put like you know playground or this is where we need to put a pergola or a grilling area you know because the families have their grills out there so in one of the properties we went to see uh, they uh, in the initial due diligence part, these people have put in these fences themselves outside their patios. And I'm like, uh, and my son looks at me, he says, Dad, these people are building patios. Why don't we give them a better one? I'm like, yes. <laughs> 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 so, you know, those gates, people use it for kids to keep the kids inside, those three types. You know? yeah. So people have used stuff like that to kind of give them that privacy. And I'm like, Wow, you know, so this tells that this property needs an outside patio and they will pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And and would you share any of your challenging experiences in multifamily space? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, multifamily syndication is not an easy game. So uh, one of the things which we all come with is like an idea that we're going to retire with this and do all that. But this is like any other profession. So all the people talk about is retirement. This is another level of work and it requires a certain level of commitment. And so we have had properties where we have had a lot of, uh, you know, nasty elements, which we had to get rid of. And uh, especially dealing with homeless population, that's, that was a big challenge. We learned a lot from that. And that was its own experiences, like how to evict people who are sitting in your apartment who don't have any IDs. So that was one of the bigger experiences. And right now with COVID, the challenges have been getting contractors and getting supplies. So that's a whole level of challenge. And all the assumptions we made for the timeframes and uh, for getting appliances and supplies are way off because we can get people to come in and do stuff in a timely manner. So yeah. There are challenges which happen every day. Uh, running a larger operation, there's a challenge every day. You have to just kind of look at it and see how you're going to manage that for that particular day. Got it. Got it. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? So right now I'm excited about uh, we mm, have been like focusing on the marketing. And, and so that's finally um, picking up so we can... Uh, we can kind of interact with more of our investors and everything else. So that becomes more of a cadence rather than uh, getting so many cards from, you know, a recent event and not being able to communicate to them for many weeks or months altogether. So 
we are trying to uh, put a whole new plan around it. And I have got uh, this marketing agency helping me out with that. Uh, then our acquisition has smoothened out and uh, we are bringing an asset management person on board. So all these things are kind of good good things which are happening and really exciting to look forward to. Great, great. So any one advice that have impact on you? One of the things which I've learned over a period of time is that really like what matters, you know? So you can do 10,000 things in, in this business, but ultimately how it is useful for helping your business grow. So you have to kind of constantly evaluate that. And if you're doing something which is not useful, you kind of shift. Got it. Yep. And any books that impacted your life and what way? So that's a that's a very uh, deeper topic. So I, I read a lot of books and uh, one of my uh, my partners, Rakesh, he introduced me to Blinkist and there's Blinkist has like summary of the books. Yep. And and that's that's like a uh, one of those things which is uh, very helpful to kind of get summary of like five or six books yep. uh, in a week uh, easily. You know, if everything is like 15 minute read. So instead of telling you one book, I would say just try to expose yourself to multiple ideas and something you find useful, then explore that more. Got it. So, uh, I do list and blink list. So, yeah, great, yeah. great. Uh, this one. And how are you giving back to community? Yeah, that's pretty important because um, most of our uh, apartments we have, we uh, we kind of like uh, partner with our uh, local charities to do social events and events for our communities. Uh, in fact, the motto of our company is to build wealth and build communities. As you build communities, the wealth is always a great byproduct, which happens automatically. And, uh, and that's why... I stick to apartments because there's so many other things where you can make more money. Um, so it's not about money. It's more about how you impact so many people's lives. Uh, we actively support um, oh, like Texas Food Bank and uh, we also support some schools um, in India and uh, through multiple organizations like Pratham and uh, Eco Vidale. And, uh, and then there are others Nonprofits uh, here and in India, which we support for different like spiritual hospice and other kind of areas. So yeah, ultimately that connection is very important, uh, and that creates more meaning to our lives. Great, and thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And how can listeners can connect with you, Chandar? Listeners can connect with us on blueoceancap.com. B L U Ocean. It's blue without e, a b l u ocean cap, c a p dot com, and um, of course uh, there you have all my address and everything else and email and uh, we, I'm very easily uh, available on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, and uh, available to help with whatever your needs are in apartment real estate investing or just for having a chat as a human being. Sure. And thank you, Chandar. Thanks for sharing your experience. Uh, I really appreciate it. Hey, Rama. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, I know we have been trying to get 
uh, on this <laughs> <laughs> and it worked yeah. so i i really like this format and you're doing a great job sure thank you and i'll i'll learn more from you how to do this <laughs> sure sure <laughs> if you like the show please subscribe share rate and review and if you want to connect with me please send me a message info at ushacapital.com thank you for listening creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast i hope you learned something from the show see you in the next episode thank you any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing